Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the hardcover adventure, Rime of the Frostmaiden. This show is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support shows like this, you can do so by supporting me directly on Patreon. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, exclusive adventures, previews of upcoming work that I'm doing, previews of upcoming videos, and access to a patron-only Discord channel. So to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you very much for your support. So we are getting very close to the end of Rime of the Frostmaiden. We are probably one to two sessions out from the end of this campaign. The characters, I, I am changing up how things are working in the city of Yethrin in, in kind of a big way. There's a bunch of big changes that I'm making to the city of Yethrin. I think the city itself is really cool, but there's parts of it where I'm like, I kind of scratch my head. And one of the, one of the head scratchy bits is I don't understand the, the whole idea that like to get into the central spire, you need to get like eight clues to do eight weird things. And you don't need to be a wizard to do so. And people wrote it in stone that lasted forever. Right, that that never sat right with me. And instead, it makes more sense to me that the wizards, the Netherese archmages, are the only ones who are allowed to go into the central spire. They need keys to get in, and it requires three keys to do so. That way, no one wizard can go in and muck around with the high power that exists in that central spire. They have to get in. Three of them have to go in together, which helps break individual conspiracies, right? It, it helps ensure that no one wizard is going to is going to have any is going to have any problems. So so that's what I did. I, the, the idea is that there's there are there are eight archmages out there. Each archmage has a magic item that was like their signature magic item. And that item was their key to get into the central spire, which means the characters can run around from tower to tower and they can pick up these keys and if they get enough of them they can go in some keys are missing some keys were destroyed some keys are sitting in place some keys were elsewhere right and then my players came up with a really smart idea and they said wait why are we bothering we know that there's a rival group we know that avarice the wizard of the arcane brotherhood has teamed up with the drow assassins of the knight's kiss and that they're seeking the keys as well why are we running around finding keys. We know where they're going. Why don't we go to the tower and wait for them to show up and we'll just gank them and take their keys. Pretty smart idea, right? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, right? Like, why, why would I stand in the way of that? But it radically changed how I plan on running this part of it because they're not going to see a lot of the city because they don't have to go. They only have to go to the one place. So last week they were at the tower. They were making their way across. I had a couple of strong starts. Let's, let's take a look at the, let's take a look at what we had for our old session notes, right? So they started off, I wanted to have some kind of character thing. So I had Ilder growing a pair of spectral black wings. I had an explosion on the other side of the city and Thrun's energy uh, was growing more powerful, right? So I, I had these kind of things are moving in the city. Then we had some scenes. The, the group made their way across the, they made their way across the city of Yethrin. You know what we're gonna do is we're gonna put the map of Yethrin uh, down here. So they made their way from Y26 back across the city over to Y6. And Y6 is the area where they are preparing their, their ambush, right? And so we had an encounter along the way. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Let's see if I remembered. I knew, so they, they definitely saw that there were a bunch of Knight's Kiss assassins at the place. 
and they we ended the session. Oh yeah, so they they ran into some slod, right? That was an encounter that I threw in. That there were slod like magic hunters. These are slod who drew themselves into this world because of the power of Thrun. They wanted it. They didn't even know what they were getting. They're kind of chaotic hunters. But there were a bunch of slod, and that was fun. And two of the characters got injected with uh, slod tadpoles. And I really should have written down who. Oh yeah, Candle and Auken, right? So there's Candle and Auken have failed failed the red slot. So they are they have slot tadpoles in them now. And that is that could be a, a a hook, right? That could be an interesting that could be an interesting thing. Like like Candle's got enough problems, right? Auken doesn't have enough problems. I guess both of them have problems. So that's interesting. Uh, then they made their way over to the central spire. They saw an area that was under surveillance by a bunch of drow. Some of them were drow house soldiers of House Zalaren, and then a handful of Knights Kiss, which are like these drow assassins that are in this group. And they used some some crafty charming. They charmed two of the Knights Kiss. And they then got them on their side and then they defeated the rest of them, killed the rest of them. And now they're at the spire. They know that Avarice and the Knight's Kiss are coming back. And the rest of the Knight's Kiss are coming back and they have some time. And that is where our session is starting. So we're going to go back here. So the strong start, we have two NPCs. Let's get some names for these guys. Whoops. Let's get some names for these guys. These are, I like Doroth is a cool name. So NPCs, Doroth, and let's get a cool last name. Ghoul Valley, Doom, Doomharp. I like Ghoul, Ghoul Brood, and is a drow mage of the Night's Kiss. And then we have a uh, veteran, right? Tulip. I like, I like to, you know, somebody, the black tulip, right? It's a good, good assassin name. Allison, the black tulip. Salama, Salama, the black tulip. Sometimes when you have a random name, so it's not too much like salami. Salama, the black tulip, right? So these are the two charmed these are the two charm drow and they're going to be like, well, what, what do we, you know, they're now friendly to the characters, but they still kind of know what's going on, which is always really tricky. Right. And that is, that's kind of interesting. We could have. So one possible interesting thing is that father Limac. So I, I have a problem in today's game, which is two of the six players are not going to be there. They only have four players today. And the two that aren't going to be there are Ilda and who else isn't going to be there? I can't remember if it's Joe or Jay. I'll have to, I'll have to remember. But I know Ilda's not going to be there. So it's possible that Ilda, so Father Limek summons Ilda into the, the chamber. Am I running the grand finale? No, I don't want to run the grand finale. I think the grand finale is probably going to be next week. That's my hope, but that means I've got to fill today's game with stuff. I think the characters, are they ninth level now? Let's take a look. Get my Sunday table. Let's take a look at Gore. Gore would be very likely to update his sheet. Whoops. And Gore, is, they, Gore is already ninth level. So, okay, they're, they're not going to level up. They're going to level to 10 when they can get into the central spire, right? Once they've defeated 
avarice and the three forms of oral and they've got the keys and they go into the central spiral they'll be at 10th level and they'll they'll be able to play out the last battle as as 10th level characters so i think the idea that father limex summons ilda into the chamber i think that's a that's a strong start because she's not going to be there but that the, the worry is like will they need her you know what if the player comes back you know what if the player comes back would she would her character be missing it's pretty it's pretty strong maybe she's thrown back i don't know i'll find out so i think that that's a strong start right and then we have the return oh a long rest and we will what to do with the two night the charmed knight's kiss i think we have i think gore is building an undead army Right, he's gonna he's casting his animate dead and animating a lot of dead members. I think we're gonna do the the campfire montage. What is the campfire montage? So the campfire montage is when you ask the players, like you you say, like you're ta during your long rest, your mind kind of thinks about the past and the present and the future. You know, w w how do you feel about things? Like, what do you do? You recall something from the past? Do you have a thought about one of the other characters? Do you think about where you're going in the future? Yeah. You want to like have each character sort of draw, you know, bring something up during this campfire montage, a short, a short little thing to talk about like where they are, what they want, you know, from, from in world, what are they, what are they looking forward to? What are they scared of? Right. And you can kind of prompt them. So I think we'll do that. And then we'll have the return of the night's of the night's kiss of avarice and the night's kiss, right? So, scenes, right? We, we just outlined a bunch of scenes, of course. So intro, we'll call that the intro. Rest, return of the night's kiss of avarice and the night's kiss. The three forms of oral entering the spire, facing Father Limac, sealing the sarcophagus, choices. Return to Icewind Dale, sacrifice one's self to seal and protect Thrun. Return 2,000 years in the past to ensure Thrun is never summoned in the first place. I, I think that that is a good outline about where things are going to go for the rest of the campaign, right? This is the next two sessions worth. Um, Alakane says, what is the last battle? Is it Thrun? Maybe, but probably not. But I have a stat block in case Thrun gets out. Probably it's going to be facing Father Limek, right? Who is going to be like a cleric lich. I don't know how long I'm going to do that. And probably with some with some side things, right? Probably some kind of horrors, right? Some thruny horrors. And there's some good monsters that we can use for the thruny horrors, I think. But I don't think I have to worry about that quite yet. I will probably, even if the game ends early, I think I'll just end it early. I think, you know, yeah. The hard part is not TPKing them today. If you sacrifice to seal Thrun's likeness, your likeness appears as a statue on the sarcophagus. Yeah, or a statue inside the city, right? It could be. 
So, secrets and clues. The Netherese tried to build a time-twisting failsafe to protect and the sarcophagus, but it never was used. Father Limac was the last and most powerful member of the Knights of the Black Sword. Oh, he can actually summon black swords, right? Aren't those abyssal black swords, right? We could use those. He was twisted by Thrun's influence and now seeks Thrun's release. Oral cannot see Thrun, but senses their power and seeks it for herself to destroy, to reestablish herself in the Pantheon. Oral was pushed out of the Pantheon by Malar, Talos, and Umberly. This is why she ended up in Icewind Dale two years ago. That's a good secret. Any other, so, so three, what are the angles of secrets, right? And, and so always we have character secrets, villain secrets, location secrets, historical secrets, story secrets, All right? Those are some types of secrets that we can think about. We don't have, there's, this is not a rule. These are not things. These are just prompts to get us like, how, where do we get our secrets from, right? Where, where can we think about our secrets? And Turbo KKV asks, what is Thrun? Thrun is a, yes, so you're correct. Uh, the only mention of Thrun in the book is the standing stones of Thrun outside of Dugan's Hall. I like that idea so much, I grabbed onto it and decided that Thrun is an elder evil. Thrun is a very, very powerful elder evil that has been drawn into, into the Forgotten Realms, into Faerun, by a bunch of elves more than 2,000 years ago. They realized it was a terrible mistake and they had this incredible power, this elder evil that they had now drawn into the world but couldn't do anything with. They can't kill it. They can't channel it and it would destroy the planet if you kept it out. So they sealed it up in a, in a sarcophagus, a magical sarcophagus, and they hid it away in the spine of the world. And a, an order of elves dedicated themselves to guard the sarcophagus for all time because they knew they couldn't get rid of it and they knew it was very dangerous. So they said, we're going to have to guard this thing for all time. And they did so for a long time, maybe hundreds of years. <clears throat> but slowly they started to die out. And, and like all things, nobody remembered and nobody replenished their numbers. And then all of a sudden the Netherese show up and they say, wow, that thing is powerful. We're going to take it. And they said, you have a choice. You can come with us and continue your vigil guarding the sarcophagus while we study it and use it for power inside the city of Yethrin. You can fight us and we'll kill you. Or you can run away. You can leave now and never come back. And one third fought them and died. One third left and never came back. And one third stayed with the sarcophagus, right? There was no good answers to any of those, any of those three choices. So they all chose. And the leader of the group that stayed with it was, a, was an elf named Lymek, who became Father Lymek. And he was sort of the current leader of the elves. But he got corrupted by Thrun's influence and was slowly turned into this undead thing, this essentially a lich. 
and I think the sarcophagus is his phylactery, right? And he got corrupted by it and now seeks Thrun's release, but knows only the blood of Thrun can, can get it out and only an avatar can do it. And the, the key to opening up is Ilda or Auken. Either of the two of them could open the sarcophagus up. They can also seal the sarcophagus. That's, that's another choice. So that is the sarcophagus is in the bottom of the spire. It's, it's beneath the city. It's in a, it's in a crash. It's in a, a, a crypt, right? Beneath the city of Yethrin. Only, the only access point to it is through the spire, like in an elevator. And you go down this elevator, this shaft, and inside is a massive, uh, a massive chamber with the sarcophagus in it. And uh, hanging above the sarcophagus is a mythal, a very, very powerful magic item that the Netherese, did they create them? or steal them, I don't even know. That is channeling Thrun's energy, and that's what they were using to like fuel a lot of magic power and stuff like that. Well, now it's corrupted, and now it's caused the Endless Night, and all this other stuff, so. Yeah, so that's, that's can't Candle close it? Maybe, uh, Candle doesn't actually have Thrun blood. Candle has blood from the Far Realm, which might be enough. Yeah, Mythals are Elven, I think that's correct, but I know that the Netherese took them. So, the Netherese are channeling Thrun's energy through a mythal. The Netherese have multiple, have multiple mythals. They created them. Uh, we'll, we'll use that and we'll throw that right. Thank you, Games Tavern. We're going to throw that right into a secret. Netherese have multiple mythals used. They created after seeing how the elves, elves made them. What else? Oral has used the energy of Thrun, Thrun to fuel the Endless Night. The myth, this mythal in particular lets them channel Thrun's power. Not, not all of them, this is just one of them. She didn't even know what she was doing. She didn't even understand how it, that worked. Oral has, what has she done? Possessed Avarice as her new walking avatar. Through Avarice's eyes, Oral is becoming aware of the power of Thrun and how to use it. Character, so that's seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you get three more secrets. Are there any character secrets? Anything with candle? So we could do something with candle's blood, right? Candles is similar to the blood of Throne. He can now start to hear Throne's call. Any other character secrets? Anything with Gore? Anything with Auken? Uh, anything with Perrin? Anything with Shadowhawk. So Shadowhawk is going to be facing the Knight's Kiss, right? The Knight's Kiss doesn't give a fig about Thrun or Oral or the rest. They just want to capture Shadowhawk and return him to House Zolaren in Menzo Baranzen. That's a good one. One more secret. Hmm. Villain secrets, something about anything with anything with Father Lymac, any historical secrets about Yethrin, any existing story secrets. 
Thrun likes cookies. I don't think he likes cookies. Thrun, how about Thrun's cracked sarcophagus was responsible for turning Icewind Dale into a frozen wasteland. That's a good one. Fantastic locations. We have the, so what is Y6? Let's, let's, whoops. What do they actually call it? The spire entrance, right? Then we have the tower. And I'm curious about how much of the tower I want to run, right? Because I could run, and maybe this is the spire of Eroth, Eroth, uh, Erolarthes, Erolarthes, I don't know. But this might be another fun location to run. The spire. I'm not going to try to spell it name. It's crazy. And then the, the sarc, the, the, the tomb of Thrun. It's not a tomb. And I've used crash elsewhere. Chamber of Thrun. Those are pretty much the final locations that I'm going to use. Uh, would Thrun be like an elder elemental evil above those in the temple? No. So I'll tell you what stat block I'm using for Thrun, and that is the the Slod leader, who is called uh, Yurgle. And there is a stat block for Yurgle. Yurgle, the Lord of Entropy. So this is the stat block I am going to reskin for, for Thrun, right? Put that under monsters. Thrun. Just in case, right? And this stat block is crazy, right? It's CR 23, which is actually probably low. Look at this, you know, three attacks, two with a scythe. The scythe is 18 plus 19 necrotic. We were talking about the dragons earlier and how weak the dragon attacks were. Look how strong this one is, right? CR 23, 18 plus 19 necrotic damage, two with a scythe, one with entropic touch is 16 damage and gain a level of exhaustion and can make a scythe attack. It is devastating in the amount of damage that this thing does, right? Because that's 27 points five times. That's a lot of damage, right? Really, really, that's a goodly, a goodly amount of damage. So that's Thrun if I need a Thrun. I don't know that, like, if they're facing that, they're going to die, right? Like, that would be, that would be bad. So, yeah. Let's copy this. So we might spend some time taking a look at this place and seeing if that's cool. So monsters. So we know what they're going to face up front, which is going to be a bunch of drow veterans. Probably, I think we were, we, we picked some kind of fun. This could be really, you know, they're getting an ambush. So let's take a look at drow. I think, in fact, I made an encounter for this. Let's take a look. I think I might've already done this work. Avarice and the Night's Kiss leaders was the encounter, right? And so we had a Drow Assassin, a Drow Shadow Blade, and we had Drow Elite Warriors and regular Drow. I think I'm probably going to knock off the Drow Elite Warriors because there's only four characters, right? And this is this is very hard. So the but the idea that like the they you know there's only the handful of the Night's Kiss and there's the two leaders of the Night's Kiss who's a shadow blade and an assassin. And then they probably have a handful of, of guards that they, you know, probably a lot of them got killed running around the city, right? But the two of them made it and Avarice made it. So they're kind of facing, so we're gonna drop these elite warriors, I think. 
we'll keep the four regular drow because it's always fun to have like a few mooks that they just get destroyed. The characters manage characters. So I I know I don't have Ilda, and I can't remember who else isn't going to be there today. I think it might be Perrin. I think Perrin's not there today. Yes, I'm I'm almost sure it's Perrin isn't there today. So they have a fighter, they have a rogue, they have a sorcerer, and they have a cleric. It's pretty balanced, right? But it's still going to be really hard. And like, look how deadly it is, right? Like, it's crazy deadly because it's, you know. So we have a spellcaster, we have the assassin, we have the shadow blade. And then when they defeat these, this group, avarice becomes oral. So monsters, we have knight's kid or, or uh, avarice plus knight's kiss now they have the advantage that they're dropping an ambush on them right so they might get you know even though there's only four of them there might be the benefit of the fact that they are you know that that there's an ambush right and they can they can try some some they can play some dirty pool it's going to be trickier to face orals three forms right so do we make another encounter or do I add it in? I think I'm going to add it into this one, right? It'll just be an orals. Man, every time I click add, they are not going to have a break between the two fights, but they will have had a long rest and they're level nine. They're pretty meaty. Now there's, but, but boy, when you remove characters, it is a lot of characters. So now we've got the three forms of oral. But they will be on her initiative and they only show up when Avarice dies. Now, also, I think when Oral appears, the Drow are probably going to freak out, right? So we'll see how this goes. It could be really, really bad. I don't know. It's dangerous. I still don't think Oral is really that, that tough, right? And I might actually run her with her normal abilities now instead of beefing up her abilities, because she'll be harder. I hate the idea of like, she does three cold damage. Like, she has three cold damage? Like what? So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. So that, I think that's going to be today's game, right? It's going to be this, it's going to be like two huge battles, right? And getting the keys. So what are the three keys? This is an important question. What are the three keys that Avarice picked up when she was when they were seeking the keys of the Netheres archmages there were three keys and these are probably rare magic items so what we'll do is we'll go to D&D Beyond uh, I could be crafty and go find some like cool vault of magic stuff but I don't have the time so I'm gonna I'm gonna be lazy and just go with go with the source books random treasure treasure so let's see which one e so f is your f is a great table by the way if you're ever looking for just a good random table magic item table f is your table for permanent uncommon magic items it's a good one to roll on when you want to give some treasure away because it's not crazy powerful it's got a lot of stuff but it's not too powerful g this one looks good g is g is rare magic items so this is appropriate for this and we're going to see what it is. So we need D100s. And all right. First one is 13. 
a figurine of wondrous power. That makes sense. It is two, an ebon fly. That's cool, right? I like that. Maybe Avarice is writing on it. Wouldn't that be cool? I totally spelled it wondrous. What is that? Wow. I still can't spell it right. I don't give a shit. I don't give a damn. I can spell. All right, so that's one. Man, I'm wasting all this time spelling. I got work to do. 65. Did I lose my page? Oh, man. 65 is a... A ring of evasion. It's pretty good. Am I going to regret giving this out? No, it's just, wow. You can use your reaction to save on a deck save if you fail it. That's not terrible. The cool, the, the cool thing about this is they're going to get a pile of magic items right away. And then they're going to get a chance to use them in their final battle. And then the adventure's over. So like, you're not, you're not really wrecking anything except the next, the next big battle. 85. A staff of withering, cleric, druid, or warlock. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. It might be kind of fun if one of the knights kiss are wielding the staff of withering. Right. That'd be kind of fun. So I think that's good for the things that they've got. Oh, I have the three forms of oral. Whoops. All right. Are there any other NPCs that they could run into? I mean, we have Father Lymic, of course. We have Avarice. We have Oral. She's kind of an NPC. We have Father Lymac. Who else is there? We have the Delicos. Delicos, the Strife Hunter. That's their sentient mask. We have, who is the other member of the Arcane Brotherhood? We have Avarice. She's a member of the Arcane Brotherhood. Arcane Brotherhood, Janthal. They have a lot of ghosts following them around these days. Lots of NPCs. That's good. I think we're good there. So let's take a look at the spire and see how much of the spire we want to run, right? Like it, it's, it, it's like a three level affair. It's kind of interesting. You have to go up in order to go down might be fun, but let's, let's, let's take a look at this today. And then I think, and I think we're ready to go. Spire of Herothalus. So this is a this is supposed to be the lair of the Demolich. I think this is probably better. Maybe this is the lair of, this is where uh, Father Lymic resides. This is sort of his place, but he probably won't be found here. But things he summoned might, you know, the wraiths. You could have like the ring wraiths, right? Like these are the former members of the Knights of the Black, or the Knights of the Black Sword, right? Continue of flame, main entrance. There is a hypnos magen that says, go away. There's a ballroom. I mean, so it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to have like a ballroom with the dancing and stuff. I kind of like it. It's weird. And like, why, the, why would Father Lymic do it? But I guess like it doesn't matter. Old council chambers, a uh, guard, guard passage. Again, another hypnos magen. Liquefaction chamber. Transform a living creature into a brain in a jar. So there's a lot of fun opportunities. Veneranda, right? So Veneranda looks like a really fun NPC. She could have a lot of knowledge. What does she want is a question. So is she aware of what Father Lymic is doing to release Thrun? Maybe not. So maybe she could be on the character's side, right? But she's not going to come with them. That could be kind of interesting. She can also move somebody. That would be pretty cool. Use the equipment in this chamber to transform one humanoid into a brain in a jar. 
I wonder if one of the characters would do that. Storage, blah, 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 blah. Den, blah, 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 blah. Members bar. What about the, what about the study? That is, oh, here we go. Force bridge, chamber of sorcery. The living blade of disaster. So I think the living blades of disaster are what I'm, I think they're going to protect. I think we're going to have a number of these protecting Father Limek. The living spell makes a melee attack against you. It starts its turn within five feet of the living spell. Woo. It's two attacks, kind of. 26 force damage. Unless the living spell rolled an 18 or higher, in which case it's a vorpal. Whoa. Living blade of disasters, I think, are cool. That's good. Glowing crystal, testing chamber. A lot of kind of fun things to see in here. Chamber of the Ebon Star. There's a stasis chamber. I guess this is where, where is the uh, Tarask scroll? I, want, I definitely want to have, there it is. This is in the study. That's in the study. So I'm probably going to change up this room a lot. And basically this, this is the chamber when they get to the study, this is basically where there's a, a chute that sort of teleports them down through the city and into the chamber where the sarcophagus lies, right? I think that that's what they're gonna face. So I'm probably gonna change a lot of this stuff. What's a living demiplane? Is that a creature? Whoa, I don't understand. It's a CR, seems really weird. I don't know what good that is. Yeah, so that's that's something we do. I guess, yeah, this is all cool, and I think I think this will be a fun way to end. That like one last little dungeon crawl, right? And because because they haven't done a lot in Leatherin anyway, I think this will be an opportunity for them to get through. It'll also be a good chance for them. They won't be able to take a rest, so they'll have to. They'll, they'll probably, I don't know. Should they? They they might need a rest after getting beat up by Oral. Cause they're going to face a lot of stuff. Maybe there's an item in here that will let them get a rest before they have to face, uh, before they have to face oral and whatnot. I think that could be, I think that that could be, that could be something that we can do. So I'm good with that. The I guess the last question, the last thing that I wanted to ponder, and I don't think I need to worry about it too much this time is, is there a good stat block I can reskin for father Limek? I don't think of straight, I want a legendary creature, yes. So we can just start by filtering on that because there's not that many legendary creatures, are there? I guess there's a lot. Let's try, well, let's go with undead. And can you, I, I, I think the real high CR ones are probably too much. Valindra, the Lichen Lich from Candlekeep might be interesting. Firestorm, Wither. Makes four attacks. Poisonous touch is reach. Wither is a ranged attack. 14 necrotic. This is pretty good. Has legendary resistance. Uh, one poison creature target must succeed. You know, the question is like, if he's sort of a lich of Thrun, it would make sense that he would have kind of abilities like this. This one's not bad. I might reskin the fire here with necrotic. That sap life is so useless. So that's not bad. Lichen Lich, let's let's just grab that one. Where did it go? Oh, I lost it. I'm gonna go to my father Limac area here, and I'm gonna add some possible stat blocks. Protected by, 
what do I say? Living Blades of Disaster, because that, that, that's cool. So that might be a fun one. Valen Sarnister, who's that? That looks like a lich-like creature. That looks like a regular lich. Oh, that's a mummy lord, yeah. Varken lich, let's take a look at that. This is old school lich. Not really that different, so not, not, not really that handy. So I think that lichen lich is probably the best one, but let's look at humanoids now. See if there's a humanoid I can reskin. Cause I'm looking for a lich-like thing. Did this keep the undead one too? It did, so let's just go with humanoid. Legendary humanoids. Halister Black Cloak, Lord of Blades. How about this Oracle of Strixhaven? Magic Flare. Again, you could kind of turn that. This, this would be pretty reskinnable. Paradoxy. That's kind of cool. This is pretty powerful, right? This is brand new, brand new stat block right out of Strixhaven. She can use spell casting for two legendary actions, including power word stun. Vortex jaunt. She can kind of jump and blow up. This is another, yeah, so that's a possibility too, right? I like that one. That's probably it. So I think those are some good stat blocks that I could possibly use. I'm not sure. I, I think, I don't know. I kind of like, they're both pretty great. They're probably the Lycan Lich. Uh, people in uh, Discord, which do you think is better? The Lycan Lich? Which one do you think would be more fun to run for Father Lymic? The, the Lycan Lich who gets like the multi-attack with the poison touches and the withering and the firestorms or the Oracle that has the magic flares, paradoxy, vector shift, and, and some ability to cast this, like the, the, the stunning here, you know, which, which of those do you think would be more fun to fight? Which one do you think, you know, what, what I, I can do a poll, right? Let's try a poll, which monster, which stat block better will be more fun for father, Father Lymic, Lycan Lich, or the Lycan Lich, or the Oracle of Strixhaven. Start the poll. Who vote? Oh, 50% with two votes in. Oh, 75, 20. Oh, how's it going to go? Everybody vote. Go vote on which stat block. We'll look at it again. Oracle of Strixhaven or the Lycan Lich. And, and keep in mind, I'm going to probably change hit points. Uh, on the fly so don't think about hit points don't matter it's mostly about their abilities that they have so i'll be reskinning you know like the oracle would be undead and we'll probably have more hit points and probably a higher ac you know i probably give her shield or something like that you know to cover to cover some of that other stuff so don't worry too much about the don't worry too much about the base stats it's more about like the poisonous touches the firestorm's withering, you know, how that goes. And it looks like, I think, is the voting is voting done? It looks like voting is done because it was only one minute poll. The Lycan Lich with 11 votes and the Oracle Strixhaven with 10. So by one vote. <laughs> cool. Well, we, we'll see. Well, we, we probably end up talking about that next time. So I think, let's take a look at my notes. How do I feel? Do I feel good about today? Sure, it might be a TPK. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I've got a, enough material going on here. And I think it'd be fun to run the Spire of Arathalus. You know, I think that will be, you know, the, the Spire of Lymic, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know who that'll be. But I feel pretty good about it. So I think we're going to go with that. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me in the chat today to prepare for my game. It is so much fun to prepare a game hanging out with folks. If you're watching the show on YouTube, thank you so much. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for this. If you like this show, you can help me out by subscribing to the Sly Flares newsletter, by subscribing to my videos on YouTube, by supporting me directly on Patreon, or by picking up any of my books. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. See you next week. And get out there and, and play some D&D. Have a great time.